Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. A news and notes edition of the Prospects and Props podcast. Some major uh, developing stories in the National Football League that uh, there's a there's a gambling angle to these. There are odds yes. on where DeAndre Hopkins is going to play next season. There are odds on who the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be. So because those odds are out there, it's what we do here on the show. Uh, Jamie, hope you had a fantastic weekend. Hope everyone listening to the show had a fantastic weekend. So some news and notes. And Jamie, let's start with, I think, the story that was kind of surprising. I think we expected this player to be playing someplace else next season. I don't think we expected the outright release of DeAndre Hopkins by the Arizona Cardinals, but that is what we got. He is released, officially doesn't go into uh, the ledger until tomorrow, but he can discuss contracts with other teams. So we'll start with your immediate thoughts about what the Cardinals are doing, the decision to cut uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and then we can get into the odds and where we think he should play next season. Yeah, it seems that the Cardinals, this is twofold. One, the Cardinals pretty obviously did not want to pay DeAndre Hopkins to play for them uh, this coming year. One In way fact, they're another. paying him a lot of money to not play for uh, them this season. Uh, and But they're saving some money too. I mean, I mean, they're eating up a lot of their cap, but they don't care. They're not competing for anything this year. They know that. They're starting quarterbacks hurt and they're a bad roster anyway. Um, so I, I was surprised they, they couldn't get a trade partner for something. Uh, because especially since this was not going to be a post June one designation because they couldn't, they've already used two post their mm-hmm. two post June one de- designations. So they are taking the, the brunt of the cap hit penalty for this season. I believe it's North of $20 million if yep. I remember correctly. Um, so I'm not shocked that he's not playing for them a little surprised. They couldn't find a trade partner, but now this opens up a lot, but it makes things really interesting because there's going to be a clear divide here with some of these teams where I know two teams that we'll talk about in a second that are Super Bowl contenders in the AFC that have been linked to DeAndre Hopkins feels like forever don't have a lot of money to spend. And is DeAndre Hopkins looking to get the bag or is DeAndre Hopkins looking for a one year prove it or is he looking to do some kind of one year prove it where he can maybe win a Super Bowl? Uh, so I think those are going to be the really key questions here that we're going to have to evaluate as we get later here as we get into the odds and see where he ultimately winds up before the season begins. Yeah, a couple of my immediate thoughts here is the decision to cut DeAndre Hopkins and to take, I looked it up, it's a $21 million dead cap hit for this season. The pro of doing it when they did it is now it does not spread the dead cap hit over two seasons, and so they're going to eat it all right now. And by the way, with that dead money against the books, Jamie, they still have $24.3 million in cap space. So they're doing just fine on cap space if it's something that they want to do. More than likely, they're keeping that as rollover uh, for next season for them to be able to to maneuver but because they did this and because they moved on from deandre hopkins the 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 rock got picked up and underneath the rock were all the cobwebs of the the cardinals are tanking and then then they're going to draft a quarterback and then they're going to trade kyler murray and i was i was in the weeds again jamie i was battling people in the discord i was battling people on the internet i was going through the forest with the machete trying to cut down all these arguments i was in a battle i was in a fierce battle because it feels like every time the cardinals make some type of move that could be construed as them moving closer to uh tank for caleb it brings up that conversation of what they are going to do uh with 
Kyler Murray. So from that angle, I hated this story because it meant I had to do this argument all over again. Um, but ultimately not surprised that they decided to move on, right? It never felt like DeAndre Hopkins was going to play a single snap for the Arizona Cardinals this season. It always felt that they were going to move on. I'm not totally surprised they couldn't find a trade partner because they kind of tanked their leverage. They kind of completely made this to where no team was going to give them anything of value for DeAndre Hopkins with the way Monty came in and then DeAndre didn't really want to be there. And then they kind of did the thing where it was like, no, I, I, I will be there. And it was like, that doesn't really sound like how this is going to play out. They really didn't have great leverage. They let the draft go by and they didn't make a move. And so it's like, okay, like there really is no leverage now because the time is really not on your side. And so I'm I'm not surprised that this is how and how it ended up. I am incredibly intrigued at the conversation that we are going to get to have right now about where he might go, because I think there are a host of teams that make a ton of sense, but there are money implications that come with all of those teams. And so that's going to be a fun little conversation. There are 16 teams that are listed uh, as um, are having odds for DeAndre Hopkins for next season. Jamie, I know that you told me that these odds exist. Did you see them beforehand? Do you know of the odds so we can't play the guessing yeah. game? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. I, I know what they are. So, so. Dallas, the favorite at three to one, uh, Kansas City at four to one, Carolina at five to one, Baltimore, Buffalo, New England, and Philadelphia all at seven to one, the Lions and Giants at nine to one, the Bears at 10 to one, the Jets at 14 to one, the Browns at 20 to one, the Chargers at 22 to one, Jacksonville 25, the Raiders 25 to one, and then the Packers and Bucks at 33 to one. Uh, Jamie, 20 and one and beyond. I think we can take all of those teams and throw them out. Um, yeah. I don't think there's value there. Um, I think those teams all have in-house options at the wide receiver position, or they've invested resources recently into the wide receiver position. Some of these teams, I don't think we would be putting in the bucket of Super Bowl contenders, <clears throat> Tampa Bay. And so we're going to rule them out pretty uh, pretty quickly here on this list. And so I think you take those teams. And then from 14 and one and up, I think there's a legitimate conversation to be had about some of these teams, uh, about them making some sense uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, as you sit here and kind of look at, at some of, you know, some of these odds and, you know, you can get them in slightly different places at slightly different odds if, if you really kind of want to look up, look it up for that. But I, I think the teams that really intrigued me, um, Dallas, Casey, New England and Buffalo, I, I think are the four that really intrigue me as what feel like the most likely options for him. Uh, I think, I mean, Buffalo makes a lot of sense, but if I, if I remember correctly, uh, they are, and I'm looking it up right now. There's they're, not a lot of they are, for them. To they are over the cap. They are over the cap as it currently stands. Effectively, their effective yeah. cap is nine hundred and fifty thousand in the red. They have one point four in cap space, but effective cap space is nine hundred and fifty thousand yeah. in the red. And and the Chiefs are in the kind of the same boat as well. So are the Bucks, so, by I mean, the way, it, just it, in case you want to maybe thirty three to yeah, one piece your yeah, interest. The Bucks aren't signed. But yeah, so I mean it puts both those teams in a really intriguing The Cardinals position. have and, have a lot of cap space, twenty four point three million dollars. Yeah, I, they, okay. I, don't, I don't think they're gonna be the ones to uh to sign him. But you know, you start to look at some of the teams and, and again you if you looked at where like why teams like the Bears and why teams like the Panthers and why they're like all that have shown it's up cap space. a ton of cap space to use. Carolina's second um, most at 27.3. The Bears with the most at 32.5. That's most. why they are on the list. Uh, Jamie, I'll tell you, I rule those teams out pretty pretty quickly for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening to me. So the question's going to be, and I know Dallas is kind of sitting in the middle of the pack in terms of uh, cap space available, and they do have some space to move around and 
the, but they also need to start working on that contract on the other stuff. And I don't know. It seemed like the, the interviews that DeAndre Hopkins did, he didn't seem all that excited about Dallas. Well, didn't um, he name so five quarterbacks? Been- he named five quarterbacks that he, that he wanted to play with. And Justin yes. Her- Herbert was one of them. Hertz was not going to happen. They Hertz, have four, they have four receivers already. Hertz was one of them. Don't think that's going to happen either. Lamar was one of them. Maybe. I, I think he mentioned Mahomes. I'm sure he did. And if and he didn't, I, I'm and sure then, he would play I Mahomes. I don't remember the fifth quarterback, but those were the four that I immediately Josh remember. Allen? Probably was Josh did. Allen. So, this is, this is where I have trouble because the two best fits are undoubtedly, in my mind, Buffalo and Kansas City in terms of opportunity for him, elite quarterback play, need from one of those teams to, to add to the receiving core and chance to win a Super Bowl. Those are the two clear teams. Can I offer a third? Okay. I think the Jets make sense. They have 80,000 receivers. Right, but they'd cut Corey Davis and free up $10 million. Well, Corey Davis isn't the, isn't the thing. You still have Garrett Wilson, and you still have got Alan Lazard. But and- DeAndre Hopkins would be the wide receiver, too, on that team immediately. Sure. And they, and they have the elite like, quarterback, and they have they they are going for a Super Bowl, so they check all the boxes. I and, mean, I and, guess. And, and Jamie, here's here's here is why I want to put them in this mix because even with that entire group of wide receivers that you mentioned, you mentioned Lazard, you mentioned Corey Davis, and you you kind of scoffed at the idea of that's not going to you know they they they've got a bunch of guys. With all those guys, they put a contract offer in front of Odell Beckham Jr. So much so that like everybody thought it was a done deal that he was going to the Jets and was going to play in New York again before Baltimore upped the ante and they were ready to go. So they were interested in adding a wide receiver. So it, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they they kick the tires and they look yeah, into this. Was that before or after the Rodgers trade? No, it was after Rodgers got there. They talked to Odell and Odell right before the draft made the, remember he made the decision everyone's like, "Well, yeah. what does he know about Lamar?" I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I I they could. I just feel like that's it's a Look, adding DeAndre Hopkins will make them a better team. So I'm not I wouldn't criticize it from that perspective. I just feel like if you're going to spend that kind of money, you're you're kind of putting a hat on a hat here. Like I, I think I, I don't think it improves that unit enough to warrant how much they would have to pay for him relative to getting that true secondary second option for yep. Josh Allen and a true wide receiver one for I, Patrick. I agree hundred percent, but you were talking about teams to put in this bucket, and I think we have data that tells us that they were interested even with the current group that they had, even after they signed Al Lazard, even after they signed Michael Hardman, even after they did everything that they did, they still were trying to add with Odell Beckham Jr. And so for me, the, the, the elite quarterback box gets checked with Aaron Rodgers. The Super Bowl contender, depending on who you talk to, people think that they're a Super Bowl contender, so they check that box. And we know they were interested in a wide receiver. Do I think they're likely? No, I think Dallas and Kansas City and Buffalo all make much more sense for DeAndre Hopkins than New York does. But I don't think we can immediately rule them out of this conversation. Yeah, I'm they're fourteen to one. Look. Yeah, no, I'm also taking a look here at some guys both on because they have the cat. The Jets have the cat space to do it as well. Um, I'm looking at the Chiefs. I mean, uh, technically anybody can if you put enough void years. I mean, look at the you know, Beckham Jr. Beckham contract, Jr. contract, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to take a look at. at um, also, what do you think he's? What do you think he's going to get? What do you think he's going to get on a per year basis? On a per year basis. Uh, what did Odell get? Odell got 18. But remember, it was spread over two years. 
Yeah, but like effectively, they it's a one. It's an effectively it's a one year. It's a contract. it's a one year fifteen million dollar deal with incentives that I think get get him up yeah. to eighteen. Oh, I just noticed something. I didn't what? realize that they have forty seven void years on here. I thought there was just the one. They have four void. No, years no, no, on no. They have like four now, void years. It, it only counts against their cap for the one year in twenty twenty four, but. Yeah, but they, yeah, they, 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 but they, yeah, they put in a so, ton of void years. Odell Beckham Jr., guy who hadn't been in a year, got one year, fifteen million, fully guaranteed. Now, I'll tell you, Jamie, guys that are available this at, at this stage, yeah, they're not, they don't get big time contracts. No, because we're it's it's mostly because we're we're past that window, uh, and teams have already allocated a lot of their cap space. That's why I'm, I'm looking right now as we're talking of like what even Buffalo or Kansas City, for example, could do to, to free up enough, like reasonably do to free up enough. Now, obviously, you're going to – I think any deal that Hopkins signs, if he signs with Buffalo or Kansas City, is going to include void years because they're going to have to get that year one number really, really low just to make it happen. Um, but even still, you're they're probably going to have to move on from at least somebody you know, on, on one of these rosters. Man. Um, but to, to your original question, Chris, my get my initial gut said 18 to 20. Effective. Now, they're going to have, as we said, probably they're going to have to play some games with years and, and whatnot. But I, I would say it's going to eventually come out to that sort of a range. Like I imagine it's probably an effective two-year deal that he signs that probably is four or five with void years. Yeah, Jamie. I mean, I agree 100%. I think when, when you're looking at this, guys that are at this stage of free agency, right, that get cut around this time of year, they're not getting big mega deals. It's yeah. not going to be a very extensive contract. It might be, like you mentioned, a, a two-year deal with a bunch of void years from for salary cap purposes, but it's not going to be you know, a $40, $50 million contract. It's going to be probably two in the range of like, I don't know, 30 to $40 million, somewhere in that kind of range. And I'll have a bunch of void years on it, probably three or four yeah. void years where they can kick the bonus out over the course of a couple of years and, and change things for the cap perspective. Um, but yeah, I think Dallas and Kansas City are the two teams that I'd be keeping an eye on um, very, very closely. And that's why they're towards the top of, of the odds. Speaking of odds and speaking of just weirdness, <sighs> Jamie? Never goes away. The Jimmy Garoppolo goes away. signed a contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. He did. He agreed to be he agreed to be the next quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. And then weirdly, there was like a long stretch of time in which the contract wasn't signed. We didn't get a press conference. We didn't get an official announcement that Jimmy yep. G was a Las Vegas Raider. And then everything fixed itself. Jimmy G was a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, introductory press conference, signed on the dot. No problem, right? Nothing to see here. It was a weird couple of days, but hey, maybe something happened. Somebody was traveling. They couldn't get in for a physical and just stuff got delayed a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, this wasn't going to be a Carlos Correa situation for our baseball fans out there. No, it just something happened. Something came up and everything worked out. He signed with the Raiders. Not a big deal. Well, Things have changed just a little bit. We are learning more about why there was a delay in that contract, and it is because Jimmy Garoppolo's foot, not 100%. He had to have another surgery on that foot, and when he took the physical with the Las Vegas Raiders, and Jamie, correct me if any part of this story is incorrect because there's a lot of nuance to this, Yes. but he signed the contract, and when they did the physical before signing the contract, the foot injury that had him out of action in San Francisco popped up for the Raiders in the medical. And they put this whole big amendment into the contract that's a waiver 
that basically says we would not sign you if this, if you know, with this foot injury, right? This is a problem, and he has to like he can't hold the Raiders liable for anything that happens. Like things I've never heard put in a contract, like not stuff you want to hear for the guy that's supposed to be your quarterback for the next couple of seasons in the contract. The Raiders can walk away from the contract at any time. If he fails a physical before the beginning of the, of the start of the 2023 season, they can just wash their hands of it and they can walk away from it. And Jamie, the reason why this is a big deal is because while that's happening in the background, a certain quarterback who used to be coached by Josh McDaniels is kind of trying to warm his way into ownership. Hasn't hasn't officially happened yet is a free agent could potentially hold off on that ownership stake for just the season. That one being Thomas Patrick, Edward Brady, the third. Yeah. So this is really interesting because uh, as I believe Mike Florio pointed out over the weekend, the really interesting element here is whether or not, the ownership, the minority ownership stake is signed, sealed, and delivered for Tom Brady. Because it would create a very unprecedented situation with a player that is trying to play for a team that he is an owner in. And I believe the league will look at that as cap circumvention. And I don't think they will allow that to happen. But mm-hmm. this is going to be a really intriguing storyline. And I think a number of things need to happen. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo needs to not be healthy. He needs to fail a physical before the season, and then the Raiders would need to cut him. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to happen in order for this to even be a possibility. But the fact that this is a possibility is is incredibly intriguing. And I am shocked in today's age that this got two full months plus before anybody figured out what happened here. I mean, we rarely does this information not get leaked. This all this all contract stuff happened in March. So it is very surprising we got two full months before anybody got all the details here. We obviously talked on the show, I think it was two weeks ago, about uh, there was a take about the Raiders, about could, are we giving them enough credit for being a potential bottom five team or number one pick? I forgot what the take it was. was number one but, pick, yeah. And, and it was a largely about Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history. Well, that's continuing to be a theme mm-hmm. here. You've got to be concerned. And obviously the Raiders have to be concerned. And I think even more importantly, Jimmy Garoppolo has to be concerned. Can I read you? Can I read you some of the, the, the pieces of the addendum? It's called addendum G. Please. And I think, I think it would be fascinating for people to hear. This is not standard. When I read to you every layer of this addendum, just think to yourself that this is not in every NFL contract. The first paragraph It acknowledges that without the addendum and the waiver being put into the contract, Jimmy G would not pass the physical because of a pre-existing injury. The second paragraph, he Garoppolo acknowledges and waives the risk of further injury, including potential, quote, permanent disability, end quote, by continuing his career. The third paragraph, Garoppolo expressly assumes all risk of continuing to play despite the condition. In the fourth paragraph, Garoppolo waives all claims against the Raiders, the league, and anyone else who could be responsible for anything related to the condition. And in the fifth paragraph, Garoppolo agrees that any disputes regarding whether any injury involves the condition specified in the waiver, quote, shall be resolved in the discretion of the club's physician, end quote, while also preserving the player's ability to seek a second opinion. That's all um, from Pro Football Talk. Think of all of the layers and and in yes. clauses that are in that for Jimmy G just to be able to sign a contract. And this is why this is very concerning to me. And it's not because the Raiders put it in. That's not concerning to me. 
it's concerning to me because Jimmy Garoppolo signed it. And think about what his market still could have been at that period of time when this deal was put together, whether it was for the Jets, whether it was for somebody else. This to basically waive not only because there's two parts. Of this. Obviously, there's waiving all future rights. Basically, they're saying if you suffer a permanent injury on this foot, we're not responsible because we failed you on the physical blah, blah, blah. But also the being able to walk away from the contract clean. Well, the and only go ahead. there's there's one way in which it's OK. There is the, the, the I'm reading more from the story here, and it's I think it's important for everybody to hear what we're referencing here. But the waiver becomes null and void if at any point during the 2023 season, Garoppolo passes a physical exam, is active for at least one regular season game and does not re, does not suffer re-injury to his left foot in the manner described in addendum G. So, Jamie, the way I read that is if he gets through 2023, they rip this bad boy up and it does not exist for the remainder of the contract. That's how I read it. Uh, well, read that part again. Sure, I will. The waiver because becomes neither because uh, to me that oh, I'll go ahead, read it again. The waiver becomes null and void if at any time during the 2023 season Garoppolo passes a physical exam, is active for at least one regular season game, and does not suffer re-injury to his left foot in the manner described in Addendum G. So okay, but what's what's the waiver? Because there's a waiver is different than the addendum. Because the way I read that is the ability to void the contract goes away if those conditions, but the addendum still exists. So addendum G is, it, I'm reading more from the story. It is it is a waiver and a release. The waiver acknowledges that without it, Garoppolo would not pass the team physical. Okay, so they're, so they're, they're saying those are one and the same. Yes. Okay. Okay. But still, the, 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 that's more for nuance. But the overall point here is Jimmy Garoppolo agreed to all of those conditions in addition to the ability for that contract to be ripped up if he fails a physical. What? Yeah, I mean that tells me I mean that tells me he's not super confident. Well, and correct correct in, in itself. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jamie, on the timeline. But he th- this happens, right? They agree to terms with here. I'm gonna yeah. lay out the whole timeline. You tell me if any of this is inaccurate with what we know. Jimmy Garoppolo and the Las Vegas Raiders agree to the original deal. Yeah. Deal is not signed. Because when physical gets taken, we get to a point where they say, you would not pass a physical from us because of a pre-existing injury. That's why those there's that couple of days where things are in the air. Addendum G gets added to the contract. The contract gets reworked, by the way. The signing bonus and base salary all gets changed for 2023. They then agree to new deal with Addendum G, signed, press conference, introduction, Jimmy G, officially a member of Las Vegas Raiders, then surgery. Correct. The surgery that that Jimmy G had this offseason occurred after that pocket of time. Correct. I believe so. And I so he can't pass a physical right now anyway because he just had surgery. He can't do anything. Well, that, that, that's fine. It, it, would, it would be before the season is when they then he would need to. But the, the thing is, though, is well, I, what I mean is Jimmy G's not out of the woods yet. He just had surgery to try to fix oh, no, this no, injury. He's not out of the woods yet. But, but what I'm saying is, is that I'm not concerned that the Raiders put that in because they need to protect themselves. But think about what Jimmy Garoppolo was as, as the best quarterback, not not on the trade market. Mm-hmm. Decided at that point that he was willing to waive all of that and restructure the contract that he just signed that basically gives him no protection this year until he gets on the field. That's significant for me. What yeah. player is – if a player was truly fully confident that they were healthy, would do that. They wouldn't. 
That doesn't mean that he won't be healthy for week one. I'm just saying like, that's a lot of concessions for a player to make versus just getting healthy and going back on the mark. So th- that has to be a concern. But it has to be a concern for the Raiders too, because I, I don't think this is going to – I know we love to do this, and I'm not saying it's not a possibility. But I don't think it's just going to be as easy as, oh, Jimmy's hurt, we're going to throw Tom Brady in there and sign him, and we're good. Like this is going to be a complicated process for them. Now, so, th- th- this, this is the sports book stealing money here. But yeah. Tom Brady is listed as the favorite to be the Raiders starting quarterback sure, in week I'm one of the sure 2023 regular season if it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, because that, that's the one people want to bet on, right? Like, that's that's the impetus for making this market available. I, I never want to say never, but I feel very strongly in saying that Tom Brady will not be playing for the Las Vegas Raiders in 2023. I feel pretty comfortable with that. I, I don't think it – well, again, well, he either will be week one or he won't be, right? Like, for it's not t- like he's going to come out week eight. Like, you this, mean Tom? this is going to either – yeah. Yeah, this happens in the next six to eight weeks or it doesn't happen. Like either we know by the time the season starts or, right. or it's not happening. The other so, the other odds because of the way this contract is 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 stipulated. Correct. I mean, we're gonna know because Jimmy G's either gonna pass or fail his physical before the season starts, right? And then they're gonna have to go in a different direction. And then they have to cut him. Because that's the thing. The Raiders could also choose not to cut him yet. You know what that's I mean? True. Like if he fails the physical a week one and they want to sit and wait and see till week four or week five or week six, they technically could. They probably won't, but they technically could. Right. They can wait until the absolute last possible second to make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they could. Uh, Brian now, Hoyer, I five to two. If not healthy by then, they would absolutely just want to get their money back, essentially. So, but, but you know, theoretically, who knows? Brian Hoyer, five to two. Matt Ryan, three to one. Nick Foles, six to one. Aiden O'Connell and Carson Wentz, seven to one. Andy Dalton, 10 to one. Teddy Bridgewater, 12 to one. Jacoby Brissett, 14 to one. Joe Flacco, 20 to one. Cam Newton, 33 to one. Andrew Luck, 50 to one. And Colin Kaepernick, 100 to one. Okay, so the last two are just stealing money from people. Um, I, they're stealing money at the top and the bottom of this list. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that obviously Brian Hoyer is the, the immediate backup. Right Aiden now. O'Connell intrigues Ryan- me. At seven Aiden to one, O'Connell's is a good, good value, value there. Yeah. There's no value, but I like the Matt Ryan thing there as a guy that you could just pull off the street late. Didn't um, he just say? Didn't he just recently say that even though he's going into TV for this season, that he's not? He doesn't want to use the term retired. He just said that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. He he's he's gonna call around if he gets an opportunity. Surprised Philip Rivers but, isn't on this list. I think that ship's finally sailed. It's been a little too much. It's been a little too long now. Like Phil was old when he retired, and like now he's been out for. I mean, Matt Ryan's also old, but let's you know. Sure, but he played last year. (laughs) He participated in NFL games last year. Yes, yes, he did. Played Philip Rivers. Played is a little probably had three more kids in the meantime. So you're so you're Brian uh, Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell for you would be the two because they're the guys that are currently on the roster. I'm not going to bet on this. Wow, I'm shocked. Shock you wouldn't because take the odds are it's Jimmy G and you're just everybody's gonna get their money back and they just held your money for three and a half months. But if I had to bet on one, I would bet on Aiden O'Connell. I would agree with that. I think seven, seven to one, one seven to one's Brian good odds Hoyer, there. Three to yeah. one, seven so to like, one, yeah, seven to one for Aiden O'Connell, three to one for Matt Ryan, five to two for Brian Hoyer. So two fifty. Yeah, no, I'd rather take this. Uh, yeah, so I'd rather take the plus seven hundred than plus two fifty. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. But, yikes. It, 
A news and notes edition of the Prospects and Props podcast. Uh, we mentioned at the end of last week, next Monday, we are going to start doing deep dives into Jamie's fantasy rankings. Yes. He's working on them. Um, it, this gives me... I got to redo all the Cardinal stuff. Got to redo all the Cardinal stuff. Um, I grill Jamie. I ask him his thought process on a lot of this stuff so he can explain it to you of why he got uh, through a certain number for a certain player. Right. Um, I can already tell you Chris is going to be mad about my Garrett Wilson projection. I don't know. The couple of projections that you've sent me of brand guys for me have all been good. So, like, if Garrett's numbers aren't, like, great, like, I think I'll be all right. I just we'll want them see. to win it's, games. It's going to be a good conversation, and, and we're going to tie in some other things along alongside it. Like, yeah. lead the league in receiving yards, rushing yards, passing yards, intercept touch. Like, we're going we're gonna to work all that in uh, as we get through June. But, uh, boy, you don't expect this much random news Memorial Day weekend. Well, uh, we were thinking we about here. it, right? We, we, were, we, were, we were talking on Friday. And we were like, hmm, what are we going to do for the show? We kind of let the weekend play itself out. We, we knew we were going to do the, the fantasy stuff, the projections next week. And I was sitting here over the weekend and I was like, this is easy. DeAndre Hopkins gets cut. Jimmy Garoppolo's foot's apparently a problem. Boom. We're going to have at least 25 minutes worth of content right there. So uh, a lot of a lot of news and notes that have have us uh, uh, with some good content to start the week. But we've got another fun week planned. I appreciate you making this show a part of your day. Uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. If you've checked all those boxes, if you've already done all of those three things, then share the show with a friend, family, coworker, loved one, somebody you think will enjoy. Uh, somebody you think would enjoy this podcast, this banter between Jamie and I, uh, I will tell you, I didn't even hear what Jamie said. It was probably some smart ass comment that just went one in here and out the other while I was getting out of here. Uh, if you want more of those smart ass comments, you can follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. Appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.